0: Welcome, and thank you for calling Voicetext.com. Uh,
1: I want to start out by sharing the results of uh, a survey that uh, we conducted to, uh, with our top 20% grossing team leaders. And uh, first, I'd just like to thank uh, Jim Talbot and the entire uh, research team at Kelowims International for doing this. So uh, are you guys ready to get going?
0: Yes. yes, we are. Yes.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, um, as I said, what we're looking to do is we're looking for best practices. Uh, we're, we're looking to see what's working now and uh, what are the, the top uh in the role doing. And the first question that we uh, we actually asked was,
0: talking on uh, mm-hmm. you uh, follow,
1: which of the uh, two strategies have been the most effective for recruiting gross to your market center? <laughs> And does anyone want to take a uh, take a stab at what they think might be the number one strategy that would uh, be most effective for recruiting gross?
2: Make uh, call. Calling them.
1: Calling them? You know what? Uh, I think that that's awesome, except that's actually number two. So what do you think would be the number one most effective strategy?
0: Leveraging training. Training. Ooh.
1: Well, actually, that was number three.
0: (laughs) Agent referrals.
1: There you go. go. Agent referrals. So here's what was interesting, right? Um, Seventy-five percent of our uh, top uh, gross recruiting team leaders uh, felt that maintaining strong relationships with their existing agents in the ALC was the most effective strategy for grossing. And um, interestingly enough. setting really clear gross goals and holding to that standard uh, was uh, high as well. And that's what what drove – they're the strategies that were the two most effective. And then that was followed up with market center training and then hiring additional recruiting staff or ISAs. Um, And then having a recruiting system or software uh, was way down the list. So – maintaining the strong relationships with agents and my uh aha from that is that that's a double dip that's our opportunity not only to grow but also to retain would you agree with that
2: yes yeah
1: okay awesome so those were the strategies now and by the way we're going to share the full results of this survey with everyone uh but i wanted to get this out to you first so um the second question we asked was, which was the least effective strategies for recruiting growth? And the number one least effective strategy was actually shoe deals. Does Everybody understand what a shoe deal is? I do not. No. Okay, yes. awesome. Thank you for that. I had a feeling that everybody would. Shoe deals is, um, and actually uh, Gary coined this phrase, it was it originally started with Michael Jordan, right? He got a shoe deal with Nike. Uh, in fact, Michael Jordan made more money annually from Nike than he did playing basketball in the NBA. So a shoe deal for us is us cutting a special deal uh, for agents in order as an inducement to get them to join us now i want to be clear about this though that doesn't include uh cap management because cap management in essence is not a shoe deal it's a one time we delay their their uh, company dollar uh, but quite frankly we can actually recoup their company dollar within the 12 month period anyway so shoe deals was the least effective the second uh uh strategy that was least effective was actually career ads now if you think about that that makes sense right because we're now moving into a shifting market. So, um, and as, as Gary has taught us, right, through the law of equilibrium, and the law of equilibrium says as commission dollars rise, so do the number of agents. As commission dollars drop, so do the number of agents. So what happens to the number of people getting into real estate when a market shifts? It goes
0: down. It goes down, it goes down right?
1: So it, it's, it, what we're seeing, our top, and most effective gross recruiting team leaders are actually focusing on market share appointments, right, not on newbies. Now, um, when we asked what the top sources were, you guys named them, right? Number one was referral from agents. 86% of our our top gross recruiting team leaders were getting their leads from uh, their existing agents, referrals from their agents. The second most effective was calls to prospective recruits the third was inviting people to market center training events the fourth uh, most effective tool was uh, helping their teams grow in the market center so adding people to recruiting to people's teams Uh, number five was uh, real estate schools Uh, then it went career events social media text campaigns uh, 33 touch or other recruiting campaigns vendors and affiliated resources and then uh merger acquisitions uh and finally uh competing brokerages undergoing ownership transitions. But guys I would tell you that the top three by far referrals from agents, calls to prospective recruits, and market centre training events. So
3: any ahas
1: or thoughts around those results? Anybody surprised?
3: No. Nope.
1: No? No surprises? See, guys, what we're doing is not rocket science, right? I mean, but we've got to do it, and we've got to be consistent at it. Now, we also asked, um, what KW opportunities are you talking about with recruits and your top agents? And uh, the number one at 97% was actually technology. Uh, number two was focusing on their personal productivity, so having conversations around what you can do to increase their personal production. Um, number three was teams and team building. Number four was training. Number five was culture. And number six was about leadership opportunities. Any, uh, any thoughts? What, what's going through your mind uh, with regards to those, those opportunities and those conversations?
0: Well, tech is the big unknown. So, if we're talking about technology, it probably will pique their interest more than other conversations, which, if they've been in the business, they've heard for years and years.
1: Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, it, it'll, I love what you just said there because it really does uh, allow us uh, to play our own game, right? Because our competition doesn't have that conversation. See,
0: right. our, our ball, our, our gonna... ball, our ball field. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, right? We and by the way, we did that early on. Gary decided to play the game of Agent Count when our competition wasn't playing that game. Now, by the way, everybody's playing the Agent Count game, would you agree?
3: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah,
1: getting out of Everybody talks about how they agree. To,
2: uh, personal production. That's uh that's a real strong
4: tie-in for any agent.
1: Absolutely. I love that.
0: Can you repeat Um, those again? I'm sorry. The operator came in when you were going through those.
1: No problem. I'll give them to you again. And like I said, uh, we've actually, we have graphs for all of this information so we will be getting that out to you. Uh, So number one was technology. Uh, Number two was personal productivity. Uh, uh, Three was teams and team building. Number four was training. Number five, culture. And number six,
3: leadership opportunities. I'm so just concerned and alarmed Thank that you. number six leadership opportunities came in at number six. I mean, that's, that's interesting.
1: For me. It is, isn't it? Well, okay, so let me ask you, why? Why do you think that's interesting?
3: Well, in addition to the technology play and all of that sort of stuff, I've got I an agent who's referring to Hey, if you're having a conversation,
1: could you put yourself on mute? Thank you. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Yeah. So it's just this, It's I'm not familiar with another real estate broker that allows um, opportunities to... Uh, be a MAPS coach, uh, opportunities to invest in a market center, uh, expand across the country and even the world. So when I think about leadership opportunities and that we grow into the conversations that we create around the people we're having conversations with, the recruits that I'm meeting with, that's what gets them excited and interested in the next conversation. And eventually we'll get to personal productivity. We'll get to building a team. And yet I lead with 10 years from now, here's where I see you and I see your business and an opportunity. And then let's back into that. So it's just, it's interesting for me that that's number six.
1: Okay. Awesome. I love that perspective. Absolutely love that perspective. So um, as I said, the number one thing that that, uh, our top recruiting team leaders are doing is having the technology conversation. And uh, the follow-up question we ask is, which, which methods are you using to recruit with technology? And uh, we had three that were all tied. And number one was advocating for KW technology with our existing agents. So talking the technology with our, uh, our agents in house. And then uh, number two was helping to explain the tech conversation to agents who don't understand uh, the impact that technology is having uh, on the industry. And number three, which they were all tied, was showing KW tech videos. Uh, for example, the consumer app video. And then uh, number four is discussing the benefits of a platform versus bolt-on tech. And number five was inviting recruits to labs uh, at the market center. So any anybody got any thoughts around that, around those conversations with regards to technology? Oh,
0: I'm looking at the number one and all and I think it's kind of interesting that the first list you gave us, the number one was our agents, right? And our agents yes. are going to refer us. But if they, we don't have buy-in with our agents, like the relationship with them. It, we won't get them. And then we won't get those, those referrals. And then the other one was a 97% tech. So it's tech and it's the buy-in from the agents and now the top of this list is the KW technology with the existing agents is how to advocate. So it, all three tie in together.
1: You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. I love that. And, guys, I appreciate what you just said, right? If we did, we we got to do that. But in order for that to happen, would you agree that we have to really engage uh, with the tech ourselves as team leaders?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: So can, well, guys, can you
0: give yeah. us some pointers around if the tech is not completely integrated with our MLS and we're still having some of those glitches, which I understand we're going to be a lab. This is not a negative against it because I'm all about it. Um, I want to be able to, again, always help my people buy in and see the win and to be able to push that. So when we get that objection, I'm sure there's other team leaders that have done an amazing job to handle that. Could we have discussions around that?
1: You know, um, can I answer that quickly? Because we could actually spend the rest of the hour uh, having a yes, conversation I around that. that, and I and apologize. No, yeah. no, no, no. This is a great. It, it's great, and I appreciate you bringing it up because it's important. Um, and here's, here's what I've discovered has worked well for those team leaders that are doing it. They're focused on the parts of the technology that actually work. So don't try and share everything. So if you've only got bits and pieces of command that work in your market, just show those. Just talk about those because um, I know that it, it's, it it varies across the board, and everybody's got a little bit different experience around that. Um, but I would love to visit with you offline about that if you want to continue to have that conversation. And I think that uh, we need to, indeed, we could actually spend the rest of the hour on that, and I think it would be well worth it. But um, I do want to just say... Uh, we have two great guests and I, I want to give them time to share their insights and what they're experiencing. Guys, would you agree that that uh growth for our market centers, uh, for each and every one of us, uh either we're experiencing it now or we will experience it, and that is is growth for us is an E to P experience. Yes or no? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes.
3: Yes.
1: Is there anybody on the call who's currently banging their head on the ceiling of achievement when it comes to growth in their market center? They've hit a number, and it's just like month in, month out, we just seem to be banging our head against that number. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So this, when you understand, I mean, Gary's given us this, this, uh, this tool, right, which is this concept of E2P the model on how we go to the next level. And, and when you understand E2P, uh, if you buy into this, what you're buying into is that people have lived before you and they've accomplished what you want to accomplish. See, in our system, we already have market centers who uh, are at over 1,000 associates. So if your goal for 2019 is less than 1,000 associates, somebody's already done it. And the, the model that Gary has given us, right, it's a five-step model. Number one is focus. What is it you want to accomplish? Now, once you get absolute clarity around that, then number two is you go and look for options. And this is what I love about this call now and where Lucas has taken us is he's providing you with options. People who have gone before you and have done it. Now, is there only one way to grow a market center?
3: No. No. Yes.
1: No, 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 there's lots of different ways. So what you need to do is you go out, you look at all the people who are succeeding at a level that you want to succeed at, and you look at how they do it. And then once you look at all the options, you pick the best option for you, which is a model. Now, once you choose the model, it's incumbent upon you to actually implement the systems of that model. And by the way, the fifth and probably the most important step in this process is accountability. So who's going to hold you accountable to implementing the system so that you pull off the model and ultimately achieve your focus? So, guys, I I have the pleasure of introducing two great team leaders here, Uh, Ron Edgar, from Port Coquitlam, up in uh, beautiful British Columbia, and uh, Kenneth Zarella from uh, the Houston Metropolitan Market. And so I want to start out uh, this, today with uh, with Ron. So, Ron, you on the call? Yes, I am. Morning. All right, mate. Thank you for doing this, and I, I, I so appreciate you taking the time. But uh, would you share uh, with our audience here um, a little bit of your background and, and about your market center?
4: Betcha. Uh, my name's Ron Edgar. Uh, I've been in the role for three and a half years. We're located in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. If you see me at Mega Camp and you can say the name properly, I'll buy you a soda. Uh, We—it's—it's uh, it's a fun name to say. What the heck? And I'm Canadian <laughs> and I talk fast, so if you don't understand, let me know. Uh, we like I say say—we've been in the role about three and a half years, and uh, we currently have 315 agents. Uh, Last year we onboarded 151 agents. This year we've onboarded 71 so far. So we've 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 hit that. By the way, I have I have, it, I have my two bits on on two questions. Number one, who holds you accountable? Your Maps Coach. Get one for you and your entire leadership team, <laughs> and your PC coaches and everybody else you can think of. Because yeah, I've got a I've got a Maps Coach that holds me accountable on a seems like hourly basis. It's fantastic. And. The, uh, the, the other question was, uh, what happens with, uh, with technology when, when not everything's working the way you want it to work? Uh, I got, in, in Canada, we had, uh, we had a bit of a lag on some of the things like neighborhoods weren't working and, and, and a few other things. So I get out of, out of frustration. I asked a recruit one day, when the boom was the last time that your company asked for your input on technology or anything to do with the business side of real estate? And they went, never, great, because so we developed all this process in a lab process, so it doesn't go you know, as, as, as quickly and as, and as off the shelf as just buying a software program. This is an organic process that's going to grow, change, and develop as the needs of our agents change. How's that sound? They went, that's awesome. So, yeah, focus on the process would be my answer for
1: that question. That's a great script, by the way. I hope you all write it down. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, uh, Ron, you, uh, you didn't come from real estate, though, did you?
4: No, I, uh, I came from outside. I ran my own business and sales consulting company for 15 to 20 years. Do that. It sounds, okay. it sounds like jail time, so, 15 to 20. Anyway.
1: <laughs> so, coming into real estate as a non realtor, how did you earn the, the right and the validity with your existing agents and uh, to recruit agents?
4: A really good question. It was uh, for, for coming from outside, I knew that I was going to add, a, add value and perspective. For our agents, because I know I what I did on from my own business standpoint, there was definitely a few hurdles to to jump over that I wasn't real estate related. And for me, it was when I when I started having the conversations with KW, I went out and grabbed a copy of the MREA book first day, and I found that I spoke already spoke the language of the MREA book because the language of the MREA book is sales and business and focus on profitability. So hurdle one, no problem at all, and then. I think it was anybody in the role, whether you come from inside or outside, everybody's got a history and you're going to be judged on that to some degree. So I had a success track record. I just needed to apply that to, to our market center. So when our agents started giving me referrals, and, and I was asking the question of what can I do to help you become more profitable next year? If we could change one thing in your business, what would it be? Um, asking the same questions we ask for recruits. And I basically re, I re-, re-, I re- recruited our, our, our agent base.
1: Okay. Fabulous. Now, um, you guys are sort of the point of the spear, so to speak. I mean, you're trend feders. Um You're already in a shift. I mean, big time in a shift. And uh, would you just sort of explain to everybody what's happening up in Vancouver?
4: Betcha. the For for us, we, we're coming out of a, a massive bubble of real estate. You can debate that for hours, too. But we've had a lot of foreign ownership. We've, we've had a very, very healthy real estate market for a number of years, which has created some fairly complacent real estate agents, by the way. So now we're starting to see the reality of the market where we've had some government uh, implementations and policy changes to to slow down the market and make it more realistic. So we've we've in, the, the government has implemented uh, foreign ownership taxes, all kinds of interesting legislations. So what this means is we're now in a market where we've got 14,000 real estate agents. Just over half of them have actually done a listing transaction this year. And out of those, around 70% of those agents have done one or two listing transactions this year. So we've got a lot of hungry agents. I would say for anybody who's going into uh, a shifting market, or the signs are there for a shifting market coming. Get excited. Get really, really excited, because it, it it makes Keller Williams the place where agents need to be. Not just from the technology standpoint. I believe, honestly believe that if you're not with KW, just from a tech standpoint, in the in the next eighteen months, you're at a severe disadvantage. So we offer we offer the tools and systems to help agents grow a business. Most brokerages don't talk business. They just talk listings and open houses right so it's get ready make a list of every agent who you've ever wanted to sit down with and when you see their numbers start to drop by 20 30 40 50 80 percent get on the phone and save their lives
1: now you mentioned that the market sort of slowed down and then fell off a cliff does that mean that um that your market center's business has done the same
4: we have had the best growth we've ever had. We just had our most profitable month and, and profit-shared the, the most we've ever profit-shared back to our agents last month. Uh, we had our best month for gross commission, and we are taking market share like never before. So what's happening – I guess we're living in our own bubble. What's happening to the, to the business in general is not, we're not experiencing but how what the that do I put? I'm not having the same experience as the rest of the market. <laughs> so right. It, and, and what do you
1: attribute that to, Ron?
4: Agents and, and focusing on the business. Uh, right. When, when the market started to drop and uh, agents actually had to get good at the basics of lead generation, there was a lag. Just like other, other real estate companies getting into technology, there's a lag. Our agents were already lead generating. Our agents were already following the MREA model. So they didn't have to adjust their activities; they were still, they were already doing it. So they were suddenly getting listings when everybody else was still trying to figure out what to do because not everything was going into multiples and not everything sold. So we started, and we started attracting top teams because of the activity, because of the success that we were having.
1: Yeah. Now, with with that shift in the market, uh, what's what's happened to your attrition rate?
4: It's gone up. As we. Um, so there was a question earlier, like you said it, Bruce, of, uh, you know, if you ever bang your head against the ceiling. And our, our, our mental number was 150 agents, and that was obviously a, a while ago. But so We would get to 147, 148, and then something would happen, and we'd have to let go of a team. or We would, we would just stop. We could never seem to get through that. So we just decided to stop counting to 150, and we started counting to 160, and then we blew that away, and then 300 was next. So right. it, it was strictly mindset. We just had to get everybody on board. The- right,
1: but you've done a pretty good job of uh, of keeping your attrition rate. Uh, you, you know, you had it down around fifteen uh, percent, correct? And then now you're over three hundred. It's bumped up a little bit. But how are you how are you maintaining uh, the agent uh, count in your market center? What are you doing to retain them?
4: Love on them. The we broke our agent list down into everybody, everybody's got a contact list. So at least once a month, they're reaching out via any any form of communication they want to. It can be live, it can be usually it's a phone call, it can be a you know a, a card, it can be a note, it can be something left in their mailbox, it can be a text message. Hey, how's it going? Uh, invitation to a training class, something. So we are continually reaching out to them so that we can work on our story uh, and and work on on our one-on-one relationships with them. Uh, you know my conversation with with our top twenty percent is how do I help you increase your profitability next year, and what can we do this year to help you grow so I would say the other uh, one of the one of the conversations didn 't come out on the last call We also for our top agents, if we see them struggling, we invite them to train in the market center and in our in our you know, other market centers in the area and we find it number one it, it it gets them back into culture and it uh, it helps them remember why they 're here. And and they get they get better at those basic skills. So that's been that's been hugely successful. Or we'll have them host a mastermind or
1: something like that. Absolutely. Now you mentioned on the last call that you you do a thing you call a health uh, health check. Yep. Yeah. And and what, 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 what's, what's the mindset around that?
4: And it's, it's a real estate is is an interesting business. You're working with uh, you know thousands of people, and it's really lonely at the same time. Uh, so. Knowing that your brokerage has your back, that they actually care about more than just your number. Uh, there was one of the TL uh, calls earlier in the year. Somebody pointed out that you know we, we celebrate when uh, when they cover their cap. We don't celebrate when they you know when an agent achieves beyond that. And we started really focusing on their personal achievements and what they wanted to do. Uh, so it, it, it's very much not a business conversation or a business call. It's it's a hey, how's it going? You know what's working in your in your world right now? Could we do anything better to support you? really getting your input outstanding so um
1: now with regards to grossing agents then i mean what what's what's your number that you have to hit now
4: oh it was, it was nice when it was 10.
1: <laughs> now <we're laughs> 10.
4: now we're between 15 and 20. 10, 10 became the bare minimum right 10 be 10 became that we we want to have our 10 in the bank by the 15th of every month so that we are focusing on the next month thirty days in advance. It's a very comfortable place to be. So and we've been we've been successful at, at doing that throughout throughout two thousand nineteen. So for us, is that, that just that
1: you was, doing all of that or have you got leverage in your world now?
4: No, it it's it's all in. Uh it's we had a uh, the fir- the first time we really started to hit stride on the on the growth initiative with ten a month, we almost had a mutiny. Everybody, because <laughs> our our admin team, our onboarding process, we didn't have the systems and models in place, so we really had to sit down. I, it was it was interesting to me, and it probably the biggest shock for me because I didn't I didn't come from that world where I was like, you just pulled your team in, you beat the heck out of them, and said, do what we need to do, or you know, there's the door. That's not our culture. So, sitting down with everybody and finding out what their personal goals are and how it aligns to what we want to achieve, and and doing that 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 future positive picture to let them know what they can accomplish when we hit our stride and our goals. And it was awesome to see everybody just go, yep, this is going to happen. And they started holding me accountable. So I was like, hey, Ron, I, I, I see you're in your office and the phone's not ringing. What's going on? Uh, so it, everybody is recruiting. Everybody is focused on growth. We've got uh, our productivity coaches in stride. We have an, an associate's uh, or uh, an agent services concierge who focuses on new recruits. So I don't meet with new recruits. I only meet with market sharing cappers. Uh, the battle cry is, you know, I don't go to bed till I have a meeting with a capper or connect with a capper. So it it really has shifted the focus in the conversation and allows us to play at a higher level.
1: Awesome. So um, let me ask you, I mean, how are you using your tra- uh, training calendar uh, to recruit and retain cappers and producers? It's...
4: For for us, it, it's we were very good at um, at the basics, right? The the new agents are easy, and there was a perspective in the marketplace that new agents were great at KW, and then you had to go find somewhere else. So we adjusted our training calendar. We have more more masterminds focused for so agents can participate. We in, we invite our allied resources to come in and help host events, so we get access to agents that nor normally respond to a KW invitation. Uh, some brokerages really don't want their their agents coming to our training classes for some reason. So we, we leverage those relationships. We've opened up our training calendar to uh, community events. So we have a training center, a uh, 100-seat training center, that we open up to uh, biz kids that teaches kids how to run a business, to uh, Toastmasters. So that's helping get our, you know, what we do in the marketplace. We also publish our calendar everywhere we possibly can and, and are getting much better at telling our story and not being shy about it now.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, so let me ask you, um, you know, and you, you mentioned the the technology and I know uh Canada's had some challenges, right? We've had challenges getting the, the tech working and, and moving up there. So but what are your what strategies are you using without tech to obtain the growth?
4: It, we're we're using low tech to promote high tech. So it it's getting on the phone and walking people through through the setup we we started the process with with the Kelly adoption so we we got to over 90% really fast on on Kelly uh just having people play with it on a daily basis and then and then watching the report to see when people drop off and getting back in touch with them and saying hey you need to log on there's cool stuff going on uh for for our agents implementation for uh for command we're actually running like all this week, we're running workshops with our top agents and our top teams to get them in, and we're videotaping that, and we're, we're going to get testimonials on how cool and how, how this is going to impact their business. Those strategies to, to really dial it into the marketplace. We're finding in recruiting calls, um, agents don't know what they don't know. So they, they don't understand the impact that technology is going to either positively or negatively have on their business in the very near future, if it's not already.
1: Right, awesome. Um, so uh, now you you mentioned right. Uh, so you you've engaged your team, um, and with your results, I mean, what you're experiencing does it match the information that that I shared earlier on with regard to the surveys? I mean, do you get where do you get the bulk of your leads, your agent, recruiting leads from?
4: Agent referrals, one hundred percent. So we, uh, I'm. I'm happiest in a month when I really don't have to cold call. I mean, some people love cold calling. Yeah. Uh, if, if I if I can if I can fill my calendar with agent leads with warm conversations, then I'm a happy, happy TL. So uh, I work really hard on that. Maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know. Uh, but I work really hard at building <laughs> those agent relationships so that that we can fill my calendar. One of the um, one of the, the the greatest strategies I think we implemented was was our rec league. A recruiting league. So every quarter I reach out to ten agents who fill my calendar with five appointments with, with producing agents. So not only are you know are we accomplishing the growth of the market center with producing agents when for us, the agent is is building out their profit share tree with agents that are going to produce immediately as opposed to the, the new guys. And we have a disappearing cap program implemented so they're reducing their cap for the following year. So it's when an agent gets it, it's just awesome to see and they're never ever going to leave the brokerage.
1: All right. So how did you how did you get people to to engage with the rec league? I mean, because I I'm sure a lot of us struggle a little bit with getting people to really want to buy into that concept. Even with we all know profit share works and makes sense, but how do you get them engaged with that?
4: It, just asking the questions and having the conversation. So what's important to you? Is it uh, you know if sure. you could create a a bit of a, you know, a safety net for your real estate business, would that be, would that be of interest to you? Yeah, it's
1: just got to get on this call I'm in a yeah. half an hour, yeah. right? It's a good
4: call. Yeah. Uh, so the, so, so the safety net of, of creating that passive, passive residual income for them, as well as working with people that they want to work with. So the, the way I've, i formatted the question was who, who in your marketplace, who in your, in your world of real estate, would you like to do more business with? And they go, oh, this guy's awesome. You gotta talk to Ryan. You gotta talk to this guy. Fantastic. Let's get him on the phone right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> so let's get him on the phone right now. Let's let's reach out. Let's let's set up an appointment and let's let's see what we can do. And once they once they get over that hurdle of 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 having what I guess for some of them is a difficult conversation or or a strange conversation, and they start understanding the value that they're sharing with an outside agent to bring into KW, it's it's almost if, if i'm in a particularly feisty mood i'll say you know what by not offering the kw opportunity to outside agents you're doing a disservice to the people who you do business with because we're really really good at what we do and right. so i get it
1: right well hey uh i want to ask a final question and we're, we're going to move to kenneth but and we'll come back for questions but um what is what is being the team leader at keller Williams market center done for you and your family
4: Get to come to work come to work with a smile on my face now I didn't, I didn't do that for a very, very long time running my own business so yeah i' have, we've got a great team we've we've got an amazing support staff and, and i on a, on a personal level, I just love coming to work every day and and getting getting to play in this arena it it's a privilege so and personally financially it's it's as as our profitability increases, the bonus checks get big, so that's awesome and I will say the you know the other opportunities within k w when you when you start producing consistently and and just implementing the tools and systems that are there for all of us, you know I'm going through the process of becoming a MAPS coach and MAPS leadership coach and and there really aren't any in Canada, so it's kind of breaking new territory, and right. just being able to play at a higher level. The opportunities like this to be able to to share best practices, it it makes us all better. So it's. I say that's that's the biggest thing. It just it, it it helps me personally to stretch and become better at everything I do, be that team leader, CEO, dad, or husband. So.
1: Yeah. Outstanding. Well, Ron, thank you. And hang around. Uh, we'll be back and, and uh, we'll let, uh, let our audience have some big, uh, questions. Um, so I'd like to introduce uh, Kenneth Zarella, uh, who is the team leader of Houston Metropolitan, by the way, on vacation. I, I am so sorry we had to drag you into this, Kenneth, but thank you for being here. So would you give us a little bit of background on you and your market center?
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me today, Bruce. Um, so I am Kenneth Zarella, I'm Houston Metropolitan. We I've been uh with the Market Center fifteen years in leadership five of the fifteen and two and a half as the team leader. My okay. current agent count is six hundred and eight
1: okay so 608 that's a big market center so what we know right as we get bigger it means we have to grow some more in order to just stay even so uh what's the number you have to hit to grow uh
2: 23 gross
1: that's all (laughs) 23
2: (laughs) it just it just becomes normal it's just the norm now right
1: Right, absolutely. Well, and, and and what we know, obviously, is that that, that that's not a one-person deal. I mean, growth in our company is a team effort. Um, so what does your team look like that helps you get to that 23?
2: I've got a pretty large team of uh, recruits, so I've got my assistant team leader. My director of growth who's also my assistant. We have an ISA. She does appointments, and she also... Um, does recruiting uh, once a week. And my MCA is actually recruiting, which is pretty awesome.
1: That is awesome. So in terms of focus, um, you know, what do you have them focused on, particularly on new agents, on market share agents? What does that look like? So who does your cappers and market share? Uh,
2: Myself and my assistant team leader focus on that. And then the rest of the leadership team, or agents typically do new, but uh, everybody is primed and ready for market share because we know that's going to be the uh, focus uh, for all that we will probably do in the future or, more, or a larger percentage.
1: Right. Now, um, I know uh, you'd shared with me that, uh, you know, you sort of uh, at the end of last year, you ended the year at uh, minus 49. So, you started the year out in, in a little bit of a hole. So, I mean, what did you do to overcome that and what's the mindset around that?
2: Yeah, we did. We ended up negative um, 49 and it wasn't, you know, Thank ghost you. agents. What it was were people just getting out of the business and it was just nice to be able to just cut it clean. However, it just put stress on, you know, every team leader of like, oh my God, how am I going to make up 49 agents? And on the, the end of the year, be which our goal, which is plus thirty six. So, what I can tell you is, we really got focused in um, February on using the gross goals worksheet. And those of you who don't use the gross goals, I would encourage you to do it. is really interesting because our goal was to net three a month. Our gross goals worksheet because of our negative 49 said, okay, now guess what? You've got to do nine a month. So going into March, actually February at a negative 49, it was like, oh, my gosh, let's get really focused on this. And my whole team, we rallied and we meet weekly uh, to discuss where we're at, how are we doing, what worked, what didn't work. Um so I think it's a it's a high uh, accountability for the common goal of getting to the number that we need to get to. Now you mentioned to me that uh
1: you where did you where did you get the focus on the gross goal worksheet? What what caused you to to you know I mean cuz we've had it for a while but what caused you to really focus on that this year?
2: We have had it for a while and I know, you know, we we have so many tools to to our agents and I you know it's like here's seven tools use them. And, you know, it's hard to use all seven tools at the same time. We got the sure. pipeline. We figured that out. We got the appointment. We're good with that. So I, so I went to OP uh, Fundamentals, actually, with Lucas in February. Uh, and, you know, you, you take away something that changes your business, and the growth goals worksheet and the activities around it is really what focused um, in my brain on how to change what we're doing and how to look at it differently. Uh, And so that's really what we've done is I use that paper every day, every week, till the end of the month to see where we're at with our numbers. And what I can tell you is we are plus um, 15 agents right now um, after being down 49. So we're super excited about that.
1: Well, and and you sort of had a slow month in July. What were your uh, recruiting numbers in
2: July? (laughs) Uh, So, July, we brought in 43 new agents, and we (laughs) netted 22. Uh, So, we worked on a small independent brokerage, and 17 of those came over. So, of the 22 that we gained, uh, 11 of them were um, cappers.
1: Wow, that's outstanding. Congratulations on that. Now, just thinking about this, I'm sure some of the people listening to this call are like, oh, my gosh, 43 in. Um, what, what did that do uh, to the market center? I mean, just onboarding 43 new agents in, in one month, uh, I assume, have you done that before?
2: No, that was a record for the market center, actually, which I found out. we uh, A record gross, a record net, a record capper for the month. Um, I have a look, I have an amazing team. And so they were all aware of this, this, um, huge team coming on board. They're all a part of it. And so what we did is we just had a document on, you know, what do we do and who's going to handle it? So we had to break it down on, onboarding and technology and marketing. So we just really strategized around who's going to do what to make it smooth as possible. And, you know, it went knock on wood. It went seamless. Everybody's on boarded. Everybody's happy. They're, they're learning, um, and the reason they actually joined uh, is the owner of that company uh, knows that for the future of real estate, is technology is where they need to go, and she just couldn't equip her agents for it. And rather than them leaving, she said, let me just power with Keller Williams in order for myself and my team to grow.
1: Well, I, I love that you were able to do that merger and what's interesting is right the the mergers and acquisitions piece of our business is a highly leveraged uh growth tool. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Oh my gosh, absolutely. To get numbers like this, incredible. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, okay, so Let's, uh, you, you mentioned that the, the technology was a piece for that for that owner of that company. So, how are you using technology?
0: The operator, welcome to the call. Can I have your last name, please? Busan. Your first name?
2: Jeffrey.
3: In your region? Gulf states. <clears throat>
2: Thank you. One moment. Thank you. Um, we've also, you know, because it's also retention as well and letting our agents um, know the tools we have is we're setting up all of our agents on the same thing.
1: Right. So you're sending them landing pages. And you mentioned also, you're also uh, adding them to smart plans.
2: Yeah. So um, as command grows, we have to go in and, you know, change what we're doing. And so it was It's kind of exciting to us because now there, it was another touch now that you can do a, um, you know, five or six different smart plans. And so what we first put all of our recruits on was the once a month um, plan. Now there's a quarterly one, there's a phone call. So there's different plans. So we've updated what, you know, all the plans that we're sending people just, Because they need to keep hearing from us. Because I know what happens is follow-up is where we kind of all lose it. And so this is really helping us stay in touch with our agents and with our recruits. And what happens is when you're in command, it tells you the last time that particular person visited the site that you sent them. So that's really cool.
1: Right. But you're sending them like the regular marketing smart plans, correct, that our agents would send to their, their clients?
2: Yes, exact same thing. Look what's going on in your neighborhood where you live. Look what's going on where you work. Uh, and, of course, we prep it with a text message to them, letting them know it's coming.
1: Right. And then do you um, – uh, so what are the conversations around that?
2: It's just, like, look how simple and easy this is. Um, you know, the, the um, technology and the way consumers are is changing, and we're aware of that. And so we've got the tools for you to reach out to your clients, to have the easy
3: access to this as well.
1: Uh, outstanding. Now, um, training. I mean, yeah, one of, the, one of the cool things about our company, right, we set the, Gary set the perspective of who we are as a, as a company back in uh, 1987, right, Keller Williams Realty is a training, coaching, consulting company that happens to be in the business of real estate. Oh, and by the way, right. we added to it a couple of years ago, and now we build the technology that our agents and their consumers prefer. So with that being said, how how are you using training uh, to both uh, grow and retain uh, in your
2: market center? Yeah, and that's kind of, we, we've used that, all, like you said in the past, it's like, hey, we're a uh, real estate company, has to be a training company. We've totally changed that with our um, recruiting, and we tell people, you know, we're in the Hall of Fame of training, we've got that down, we've figured all that out. We tell them we're a technology company now. So. What I did was I, sh- I took our look at our training calendar and took all the new agent stuff out and just said, what do we have? Who are we attracting? And, you know, back in January, it looked like we were attracting all new agents. So we had to really focus on bringing in new items to attract the, the cappers and even people that are kind of in the mid-level that we typically, you know, always lose. Um, especially being this large, we plan on 200 people are going to walk out the door because of just normal attrition for us. So what is it that we can create value? And so that's what we've done with our training calendar.
1: Okay. And so what are some of the things specifically that you've actually done?
2: Um, We love to host regional events. And so I mentioned this on the OP call is that, you know, call Wendy Gorman and say anytime you have something available, we'd love to host you. Uh, Because we know if we can bring it in to our local market center, um, it's a great time for us to bring our recruits, but also our current agents who we know would uh, benefit from that. Um, The other thing we did was uh, we started an icon series. And so the icon series is top agents um, or not even an agent, but um, uh, anybody within Keller Williams that we feel could bring value to our, our community and it's a two-hour segment where they just have the opportunity to speak. Um, and so we've had, oh, my gosh, over the years, we've had Tim Heil and Wendy Papasan and, um, oh, gosh, Leslie Acres, or so many people. Um, I can't even name them all.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, I call it the 50-mile rule, right? People have to go 50 miles before anybody will listen to them. You can't be a prop. Yeah. guy.
4: <laughs> exactly.
1: Now, and so um, it, one of the it, things I – yeah, I love one of the things that you're doing, which is you're leveraging the uh, expansion agents who are expanding into your office. Talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, so we've got uh, Wendy Papazan's team. We've got um, Tim Heil, and we have Chris Suarez. So, you know, I get with them and say, hey, guys, I'd love for you to teach at the market center and it's your opportunity to obviously bring value but bring insight to who you are and what you do because there's always going to be somebody in the room that's going to uh, be an attractor to what they do. And I would love for them to – if the opportunity for them to join their team and they're going to be successful, we'll make that happen because it's another way to grow is by growing our teams with uh the right people so it gives them the opportunity to do that as well so they're usually really great about teaching because they have that opportunity to sit in front of 150 people um you know and if they get a small percentage that they could interview for their team it works to win-win
1: right i love that idea i mean you're bringing value to your top agents because any any of your top agents would be willing to sit down and listen to any of those guys talk right yeah absolutely yeah now um so, you know, we, we talked about this, too. Um, you, you shifted your focus from a growth perspective from from focusing on new agents to market share agents. So when you did that, what happened? What happened to your pipeline, uh, the process, I mean, all of that?
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, we When we started doing the growth goals worksheet uh, in March is when we, we started, we went from – not having a cap or join to 20 so far this year, um, because we knew to catch up to our goal, we had to do something different, and so that's really focusing on the team together, uh, looking at the numbers, um, help us achieve
3: that.
1: Now, did, did uh, you find the process was, was quicker, same speed, or, or a little bit slower uh, in terms of filling your pipeline up?
2: Well, filling the pipeline with market share is always a challenge. Um, so, you know, it takes, it takes cultivating relationships. And, you know, what you spoke to earlier, it is we get most of our, our um, market share people from our current agents. And so it's being in relationships it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a continual process' so why you have to have a lot of people in your pipeline uh, in order to build those relationships. I'm just like um Ron, I you know we don't love to pick up the phone and cold call people, so call your own agents because they're they're um, they're the ones in business with the top agents in the area. So it yeah. does take longer, but if you here's the thing if you don't do the follow up and you just you stop the follow up it's the next day possibly that they're ready to join. And so you get a lot of no's, no's, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, and then finally they're like, oh, yeah, let's go Let's go to coffee. And that conversation is the next one that actually leads them to joining.
1: Oh, fabulous. So, okay, I'm going to ask this question that uh, Lucas always does. What has being a team leader done for you and your
2: family? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've never knew like 15 years ago, teleworms changed my life totally. And I'd be in the position I am today. Um, I get to surround myself with awesome people. The Number one, the, the leadership team that I work with, that shows up every day just to help, help the, um, the, the metropolitan office. They're incredible. I can't do it without them. And, you know, Bruce Kinks, my OP and regional director now. So that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, I'm, um, Bold has totally changed my life, too. Oh, my gosh, mindset, Bruce. It, it, if we are not in the right mindset that we can actually do this, it won't happen. And so we continue to do bold just because of that. And more time with my family. I'm building a new house. Um, the near exciting news is, you know, I'm going to be the O.P. of a new market center in Houston as well. So it opens up great opportunities for us yeah
1: well you know what i i 'm so glad to hear, and I know I hear it every week when uh, when we interview these uh, team leaders like yourselves and What's occurred to me is that really the team leader role is the opportunity role in our company. I mean, to me, it's a paid MBA in how to run a Keller Williams franchise, and the opportunities certainly are immense for you. So, uh, thank you, Kenneth. And what I'd like to do is open up the call to questions uh, for these two gentlemen. So, uh, come on, team leaders, uh, what questions do you have for Ron and Kenneth? We locked everybody on mute, or is this the OP call all over yet?
3: <laughs> I have a question. Go ahead. Uh, who approached who about the merger? Did did you approach them initially, or did they come to you?
2: It was uh, my one of my top agents actually um, has been in conversations with that particular person for the last five years or so about Keller Williams and they had had a closing and he just prepped her again and I made a phone call and we met and so that's how it happened. So she'd been looking for probably five years on and off um, and it was just the right time with um, the technology actually is what really did it.
3: Wow, that's awesome! Since since that's happened, yeah. have you gone out and actively pursued more uh, mergers? Have you found a strategy that's worked to get you into further communications about that?
2: Well, yes, it, it has, and what we're doing we haven't re- we haven't actually doing the announcement um, the end of this week that she's actually joined because um, she's waiting for a few other things to happen before we send out the the marketing. And let me just tell you she she's like the new poster child for us because um that's our next thing to take us to a next level because she's very well respected in the area, so it's gonna help us with other mergers and acquisitions because i um, it's just it's just a win you have to get one of those in order to grow right oh
3: absolutely that's awesome. Thank you so much it's, it's fun awesome. More questions. What do you got? Hey, I have a question for Ron. This is Don from Hawaii. Hey, Don. Hey, I was wanting to know, uh, I keep hearing this. This is a theme on the calls about getting the whole uh, leadership team uh, engaged into recruiting. So I want to know, what steps did you take to uh, entice your leadership to want to recruit, and uh, how long did it take you to get them to get on board? (laughs) <laughs>
4: we're still working on it. The oh, it, working. It, it's all organic. We had we really had to sit down and analyze the team and and find out what was important to them because if we didn't have their buy-in then it's you know it's us trying to jam something down somebody's throat they don't want to eat it. So we were um we sat down with everybody, we analyzed exactly what was important to them and we set out incentives based on their goals and their profitability is, has seen a spike over the last few months. We've actually implemented a bonus structure based on the growth and profitability of the organization. Because we, we also we identified that the busier we got, the you know the the leader a well, big portion of the leadership team, their salary stayed exactly the same, but their workload increased. So we created bonus structures partly around what they do every day and a bigger chunk associated with the profitability and growth of the market center. So they're way more excited about that now. And and they it's it's also helping retention and and you know, we're we've got happier people who are working towards it, and for for a little while it seemed like I had you know 20 bosses who were asking was asking me how many appointments I had every day and then who's coming on this month and what's our what's our agent count so uh, when that happens it gets to be a lot of fun and they're always aware of it because what you focus on expands so. The fact that they're aware of growth means that when somebody comes into the office to drop off keys they're they're asking questions, so what do you like' your market better and everything is a recruiting opportunity or an opportunity to have the conversation it's 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 an ongoing process
3: okay hey, thank you
1: great question We've got time for one more question. I have a quick one. Hey, uh, can you
3: hear me? Okay. Yep. you Hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Really quick. I think um, I'm not sure. I think it was the, uh, in the first. I apologize. For the name, but um, um, in the pro- yep. uh, when you said you were referring to your agents, who who do you know in real estate that we should be in business with, and that by not offering Keller Williams, you're doing them a disservice. And you said let's pick up the phone and call them right now. Are you having that uh, broker call them? Are you having the agent call them? Are you calling them with them? How does how do you do that?
4: I'll initiate the. Actually, I'll give them the option. To, okay. Based on their relationship, but usually it's me. And, okay. and the script was like, "Hey Bob, this is Ron from KW. I'm sitting here with, mm-hmm. you know, with Marty, and uh, uh-huh. and he said that that he just loves doing business with you and you and I need to get together and have a conversation about your business. It's better for you, be <laughs>
0: right? Just straight straight,
4: straight into in the meeting. So it's yeah. It, otherwise, I find that the lack is there. And the fact that I'm sitting here with an agent that uh on speaker with an agent who's referring, they 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 don't want to. It might be a bit of fear they don't want to jeopardize that relationship, Yeah. So so they're more willing to take the call. Thank you. Welcome.
1: Awesome. Did I hear one more person try and ask a question at the same time? All right. Well, hey, guys. um, Thank you again uh, to both Ron and Kenneth. Uh, You guys really, this was an awesome call. I appreciate it. I made a bunch of notes myself. And um, just want to remind everybody. So uh, hopefully we we'll get to see everybody uh, next week at, uh, at Mega Camp. Um, additionally, uh, beginning uh, the week after Mega Camp, all of our we are moving uh, the growth calls to a Zoom. Format. Cool. So uh, it'll be a Zoom call, so it's going to be a lot of fun, a uh, lot, lot of interaction. Um, guys, thank you so much for all you do uh, and, and for what you're doing to grow Keller Williams. Have a great week, and we will look forward to seeing you all next
3: week. Take care now. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. And thank you for calling Voicetext.com. Please
0: enter.
1: You- getting into the business, right? So those were the two uh, least affected. Now, when we asked them for their top recruiting sources, number one, and it makes sense, uh, 86% said that the number one source of, uh, of recruiting for them is referrals from their existing agents. So what are our team leaders having to do to earn that right to get those referrals? Do they have the relationships with their agents in the market center? The second one with 70% of respondents saying calls to prospective recruits. So we know it's referrals and then it's calling to get those appointments. And the third one was market center training events, using your calendar to recruit, right? Creating enough value to bring people to the company so they get to experience it. And then the fourth was actually team growth at the market center. So are you leveraging the teams that you have in your market center and helping them grow, which is adding uh, agents to the market center? And then the, uh, the fifth one, the top five, was real estate schools. And then it drops significantly from there down to career events, social media, text campaigns, uh, 33 touch campaigns, uh, vendor and affiliated resources, merger acquisitions and competing brokerages undergoing ownership transitions. So again, if we look at this and say, okay, how do we leverage our time? It's focusing on the 20% that matters, right? And helping our team leaders stay focused, which is referrals from agents and making calls to prospective recruits and the market center training events. Um, When we ask these uh, top team leaders, um, what opportunities they're talking about with recruits, the number one uh, opportunity that they're talking to recruits about is actually technology. 97% said that they're having technology conversations with yeah. recruits.
0: Right.
1: Number two was focusing on the, on the recruits' personal productivity, helping them take their business to the next level. Uh, number three was teams and team building. Four was training. Five was culture. And number six was leadership opportunities. Now we also asked them, uh, when it came to technology, what are the conversations and what are the methods you're using to recruit with technology? And the number one uh, response to that from our top team leaders was advocating for KW technology with with our existing agents. So getting our own agents to engage with the technology to help leverage them to actually recruit with. Number two was helping to actually explain the tech conversations to agents who don't understand the impact that technology is having on our industry. And number three was showing the tech videos, the KW tech videos. And number four was discussing the benefits of a platform versus bolt-on technology. Now, I know I've shared a fair amount of information here in a, in a very short space of time. What, what's going through your minds when you hear these results?
3: I think it's technology that's coming up a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and how, how do you feel like, I mean, what do you feel the impact of that is in terms of the growth of your markets have? Well, I think the more people are reading about it, I mean, they look at it in the news, they look at other
3: things and realizing that they don't start talking about it with somebody and their brokerages are not asking them or talking to them about tech.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So let me ask you, though, I mean, what? well, I mean, how do you feel, it, how important do you feel it is that our actual our leadership really understand this at a, at a, at a deep level?
3: I think if our leaders don't, we're missing out. I know... Well, you've got a guest Sunday, today. He'll talk about a big team that came over. Her entire conversation was, I don't have this in the future. I can't provide it. I need you guys to show me. So she's been looking to Kenneth's team to help her understand it. It's critical.
1: Yeah. Guys, if your team leaders aren't embracing it, and, and I know, you know, uh, Gary and Josh hosted a whole series of team leader uh, tech trainings in Austin. Uh, They've also just done it with OPs. If our people aren't engaging with this, you understand we can't use it. They're not going to be effective at using this to help grow your market standards. Anybody else got any thoughts around these results from this, this survey? And as I said, we will uh, get this distributed out to everybody, the full, re- the full survey. But what, do you, what are your ahas? What are your takeaways from this?
0: Focusing on our oh. current agents and developing them is going to yield massive recruiting results.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I, I agree with you 110%. That's awesome. It is. We've got, to, we've got to build our people.
0: Yeah. Can you hear me, Bruce, now? Yes, I can. Oh, Sorry, I've been trying to start six. With a... It's just it comes down to the easiest thing, and it's relationships. And we're going to have to get into relationship in some way, shape, or form. It's either through training, through chat, whatever, but we have to talk about all of it. Because we are not only a company. We've always been a company of a lot of stuff, but we have to make sure we connect with those people in the way that we can connect with. Because if you don't connect with somebody in a relationship before you have a relationship, you can hardly sit down and talk to them about our new technology. It would freak them out, especially the agents that have been in the business for a long time.
1: Absolutely. Well, and and would you guys agree that it's incumbent upon us as OPs and as MCAs who are on this call to to have relationships with our existing agent base? We got to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And and, and by the way, I think we need to have a sense of urgency around that. You know, I I look at this market that we're in right now, and to me, it's like the perfect storm. We've got a market shift taking place. We've got a technology shift taking place. And we have a competitive shift taking place. All three things happening at the same time. Uh, We have to develop a sense of urgency around this. So again, I want to just say thank you to Jim Talbot and the team for for going out and doing the hard work of getting this data, uh, and we look forward to sharing that with you. Now, um, one of the things I'm really excited about what Lucas has been doing with these calls is is really providing options, right? And uh, the thought that came to my mind as I was preparing for this call today was that each and every one of us. Uh, here is is with, when it comes to growth is we're all either dealing with it now or we will be shortly uh, Dealing with the concept of B2P right going from entrepreneurial to purposeful If you haven't yet hit a ceiling in terms of the growth of your market center trust me. It's coming Now the really cool part about that though is we've got a five-step strategy for breaking through that ceiling and going to the next level and those five steps are right focus What is it you want to accomplish with your market center? Step number two is options. Who are the people who've gone before you? Now, the really cool part is we've got market centers that have grown in excess of 1,000 agents. So if your goal this year is less than 1,000, trust me, somebody's already done it. So that would presuppose that you agree with the concept that people have lived before you. The third, of course, is once you look at all the options, is picking the best option for you. Is there only one way to go build our businesses? No. Is there only one way to build our businesses? No. No. No, there's lots of different yeah. ways. So you go and look at all the options that are available to you, and you pick the best options for you, which is going to be your model. And once you choose the model, then it's incumbent upon you to actually implement the systems of that model so that you pull it off and achieve your focus. And then the final one, of course, is accountability. Who's going to hold you accountable to implement those systems so that you pull off the model? So what I love about this, uh, this conversation and, and the format of these calls is that Lucas has been presenting us with options. And uh, we have some phenomenal people in our company, and, and what I love about it is that we've got a very entrepreneurial spirit uh, in, inside of Keller Williams that allows us to go and take this, our model of Keller Williams and go and take it to a whole new level. So this morning, uh, our first guest... Uh, is from beautiful British Columbia and uh, a market center in Port Coquitlam uh, in the Vancouver area, and that's Ron Edgar. Ron, are you on the call?
4: I am on the call. Good morning.
1: Hey, what, welcome to the call. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time this morning to, to visit with us. So, Ron, would you give us a little bit of background uh, on you and on your market center, and, and then we'll get into some questions around what you're doing.
4: You bet. Number one, i got to give you kudos for saying Port Coquitlam properly, because no one can pronounce that. <laughs> That's fantastic. have been here. Before. Well, you know, I
1: am part of this British Commonwealth, so... <laughs> there, you <go. laughs>
4: there you go. So, uh, my name is Ron Edgar. Last name is called EDGAR, so you can stalk me online. Uh, I'm at Market Center in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, just outside of Vancouver. Yeah, I've been in the role three and a half years. Uh, we are currently at 315 Agents and we've grown that. When I started, we were at 121, so we've, we've had a lot of growth, which is good. Uh, yeah, that's, that's us in a nutshell. Prior to, uh,
1: okay.
4: like I said, prior to, prior to KW, I actually, I actually come from outside the industry, so um, I, I, was, I was headhunted. I was, uh, I was running my own business consulting company, and, uh, and then I, uh, I had, the, had the pleasure of being introduced to the KW culture and models and systems.
1: Okay. So, so Ron, how did you earn uh, the right with your agents when you came on board? As, as somebody who was outside of the business, what did you do to to earn the right to be valid in their eyes?
4: Good question. There is, uh, the process of, of me coming on board was about a four-month process. So I got to know a lot of people in the market center and the ALC, uh, the leadership team, very, very well before I even started. What I found was one of the first things when I had, to, had the conversation about joining the Market Center was I read the MREA book. I'd, I'd been running my own consulting company and sales company for a number of years, and I found that I spoke the language written in the MREA. So it was, it was sales and business language, particular to real estate, which, is, which made the transition very easy for me, and I got to give our agents a bigger perspective because I think sometimes we get, we get a bit of tunnel vision in our businesses, and we only see things one way. So I think for our agents, we both learned a different way of having the conversation, looking at, a different, at our businesses differently. And I got to add that outside sales perspective to what they're already doing, which was beneficial. And yeah, you had to – every recruit that came, every referral that came, I had to treat them with kid gloves, give them consistent follow-up, just to make sure that they knew that I was in the role to help them. And the way I put it was I'm holding them accountable to their future profitability.
1: That's awesome. So uh, Ron, now you're trailblazing for the rest of the company because your market has already shifted. Is that correct?
4: Correct. Uh, we are coming out of things that you can call globally famous, the, the Vancouver bubble where no one can figure out, including Gary said it from stage. It can't figure out what's going on in Canada, but you know, apparently we're smart. So the, yeah. uh, it's, we're coming out of a market where everything was going into multiples. If you had a listing, it was a guaranteed commission check. And we're about a year and a half out of that. Now it's, it started to, to taper off. And then it went to a cliff, uh, in January of this year. So what we found is there, there was a big influx of agents that came into real estate. I've got some stats for you. The, there's, there's a big influx of agents that came in. We have about 14,000 agents in the lower mainland, which is the entire, uh, area around Vancouver. And, Year-to-date, only 6,800 of them have had at least one listing. And out of those, 72% of those agents have only had one or two listings. So we're seeing from an impact on the agent base, and the property values are still maintaining, but from an impact on the agent base, there's a lot of hungry agents that are in need of a, a mental shift so that they can continue to participate in this industry. And it's... I think that's the reason we're seeing, we're seeing some, some really, really positive growth, and we're now seen as leaders in the industry, whereas before we were, you know, that, that KW who
1: question. Yep. So, yeah. so with, with that being said, so the market fell off a cliff. Uh, has, has the profitability of your market center fallen off a cliff?
4: It's nice when you can look at a market trend report and see that you know you're the the arrow on the upward swing compared to everybody else on a downward swing. Uh, we just had our best month for profit share last month. Uh, we had our best month for GCI in the history of the company last month. We have more agents participating, so it's it's not just our top agents that are that are producing the revenue. Uh, we're seeing a a wide, wide number of agents uh, participating and selling. And we're being approached by outside agents saying, "What are you guys doing differently? We're taking market share." Which, you know, as we as we come out of the shifting market, the diagram we're just going to we're just going to take more market share as, as the market increases. So it's a fantastic story for our agents.
1: Right. So uh, talk to me. Uh, so being that the the market is the way it is, uh, is attrition uh, a factor uh, in your market center?
4: You bet. We've had more agents that, that within our market center. We're, we're still. We're still less than 20 percent attrition, but as we, once we crossed that 300 agent threshold, we found that we definitely had more attrition uh, and maintaining that culture, that that warm, fuzzy small market center environment, became a, a day-to day activity, reaching out to our agents to make sure that' they're, they're in a good place and, and paying attention to the reports on for who's, who might be struggling. Uh, yeah we, mm-hmm. so we're, we're looking at bumping up our gross recruiting goals to offset that.
1: Right. So um, just uh, briefly, uh, you said a day-to-day activity. What I mean, you know, building those relationships with the agents. So what does that look like for you and your team?
4: We have, we have an awesome team. So uh, everybody is focused on growth right from our morning huddles throughout the day. We break down our agent list so that everybody, uh, our conveyancing team, myself, our OP, everybody is on the phone with agents and in communication with agents every day. So it's, we call it a health check. Uh, let them know, you know what's coming up for classes, what they want to see on the education calendar, things like that, and, and just generally reaching out and finding out how, they, how they're doing. So we do that number one most effective way is to pick up the phone and call somebody. Uh, we'll also right. run text campaigns, and we'll do a, we'll a, uh, like a send-out cards campaign to them as well.
0: Okay.
1: So um, with the fact that, like you said, you've, you've grown over the 300 mark now, uh, so what, is your, what do your gross goals look like?
4: What do you, are, what do you yeah,
1: need
4: to grow how to grow? Uh, so we are oh. – yeah, we, we were solid at 10, 10 to 12 per month, and now we'll be look, looking at 15 to 20 girls per month. My O.P. on the call, and she's like, yes, uh, we'll, <laughs> 50 to 20 girls per month. So we can make sure that if we do see that attrition that, that the rest of the industry sees, uh, that it won't be yep. – but will negatively impact our agents we 're also finding as we as we grow our agent base, the amount of business that our agents are doing internally networking internally is a big chunk of where yep. where the revenue is coming from it 's a huge benefit
1: that's awesome so with that shift in terms of increasing your your growth, uh, what are you doing specifically to to ramp that up so to speak
4: the the, the survey that came out that said you know the, the highest and most effective uh, Way to to build out the recruiting is, is through agent referrals. We've always done that. I've always been fortunate to have an agent base that you know likes to talk, <laughs> and likes to share. So we've right. always had nor, I've always had northward of sixty percent of my my appointments are coming out of out of agent base. We're positioning this okay. market to our agents as a phenomenal way to or opportunity for them to increase their profit share. So a couple of things we do. I have a recruiting league where every quarter uh, I put it out to 10 agents who I tell them I've got 50 time slots on my calendar. Either I can fill them with, uh, with agents who are going to go on my profit share tree or they can fill those 50 slots with agents for their profit share tree. It's up to them. Uh, so you know, we get, uh, I get 10 agents who, who give me five appointments a month, then we build their business that way. Uh, we also have the disappearing cap program. So there's a huge benefit if they, if they are seeing a drop in their business. Uh, or considering a drop in their business or, or concerned about a drop okay. in their
1: business,
4: they have an opportunity to keep 100% of the revenue.
1: Awesome. So let me ask you, um, uh, with, with the gross numbers that you're, you're shooting for, are you doing it all yourself or have you got leverage in your world?
4: Leverage. Leverage. My, okay. my, the, world, the world of, of, of me as a, t- as a team leader changed when, uh, when we started protecting my, my schedule uh, so that I wasn't meeting with new recruits. Uh, we have an agent services concierge. She's not officially in ATL. She does a great job with the new recruits, and, and actually I had a lot of fun training to, to have those conversations. Uh, this? And, uh, and then, yeah, everybody is focused on growth. Our ALC, uh, the Recruiting League, it's, we even get referrals from outside agents because we are known as a training and development company. They so and her. When they're running into new agents, they, they start right. out.
1: Well, and, and speaking to that, right, um, you would mentioned to me uh, on, when we talked last week uh, your focus on a training center uh, in the market center. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that.
4: So we have a 100-seat training center uh, adjacent to our office in Port Coquitlam, and we'll use it, A, we run 15 to 20 classes a month, uh, spread between new, new agent training and masterminds for, for outside agents. We were also finding that a lot of, as we grew in the marketplace and became more of a threat to our competition, some of the some of the outside agents, uh, their brokerages, didn't really appreciate them coming to our training classes. So uh, we started doing, or having our our allied resources hosting events, and we would be present in the market center. So we just provide the the location and the and the snacks and the coffee, and they would they would attract outside agents who normally wouldn't uh, respond to our our invitation we've also opened up the market center or the, the training room to uh community activities. So we have a, a biz kids program that teaches young entrepreneurs how to, how to build a business. Uh, we opened it up to Toastmasters as well. So we just basically give them the space when we're not using it. And, and it, it helps build the brand awareness for, for KW in the marketplace and our agents get business from
1: it too. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love that idea because really what you've done is you've flipped the whole thing on its head where we used to use uh, our vendor's space to go and do it. You've got them using your space and bringing, bringing recruits. I love that. Um, so talk to me about the appointments, uh, Ron. I mean, uh, the fact that you come from a consulting background, my sense is is that you're not in a tell-and-sell mode when you sit down with a recruit.
4: No, it's, it's needs analysis, and I will say – and it was interesting because when we have so much to offer, it's very easy to just sit down and start slinging <laughs> mud at the wall and, and seeing what sticks. And getting back to the, to the needs analysis, what I found out when you're, when you're talking to, to potential KW agents and you, you jump right into the tech conversation, they don't know what they don't know yet. So they don't know how in, in what state their, their technology is or in what state their database or is, is and how and how important it's going to be for them to maintain that. So there's a huge opportunity, put it, put it bluntly, for us to cause a little bit of fear in their, in their, in their businesses with tech. Because uh, right. our, our agents, and our agents I'm talking to, really do not focus on technology. So we have to paint that opportunity through the needs analysis. It still comes down to asking the right questions.
1: Okay. Um, and, and like you said, a lot don't know what they don't know. So uh, you're planting that seed Uh do you find that in your market you've got competition who's having the same, competi- uh, same conversation as you?
4: Definitely. Uh, and what we found is, and we, and we see it in the news every day, right? So it's the minute the minute we became the you know, the, the leader in, in technology, everybody jumped on board. And it came back down to that, that conversation of, well, I, we used to have, well, everybody's got training. So, you know, evaluate the training calendar and look at what the actual classes are. And now we're hearing, well, everybody's got technology okay well, let's look at that Let, let's do a comparison and see what's going to be important for your business and how you're going to apply that and again diving diving because most agents are not they don't want to be uh they don't want to be the it department too so the, right the fact that our system was developed in a labs process and we actually to go back go back and explain the labs process a bit it wasn't to just add water it, it works 100 percent. sometimes stuff breaks right so it's and the benefits of an organic process like that to show that we are we're a technology company that is growing with the needs and desires of our agents, as opposed right. to hey, we bought this great program off the shelf.
1: Yep. Now uh, you shared with me that you guys have increased your profitability ninety to one hundred and ten percent in the time you're there, and and a lot of that has been through attracting top agents and teams. So talk to us about how you're doing that.
3: It,
4: it's our agents. It it is one hundred percent leveraging our agents. Uh we it, it I was I popped into one of our agents' open house uh, a couple weeks ago and, and there was another agent who goes, like, You guys are attracting all the top teams and you know went, We are awesome. Uh good to hear from somebody else. So it, it's leveraging those relationships of, of our our agents are always gonna have the better reputation in the market center. Right? So uh, taking our top people and and showing them the benefit of, of of profit share and working with the right people. So much of it is you know if if you meet somebody who you want to do business with, let's let's get an introduction and and get them in our market center so you can do more business with them. And talent attracts talent. So it's it, it's very much just asking them who they know. Who are the, one of one of my favorite questions when I'm uh, when I'm meeting with a recruit after usually a second meeting. My favorite question is, so who else in your office should we be talking to? Because there's obviously going to be a group of people who you like to do business with. So instead of us just sitting down with you, you know, love you, would love to have you, who else in your office would you like to see, have this opportunity, have this conversation? And that's often I'll, I'll go to a recruiting meeting and there's two or three agents sitting there, sometimes a team.
1: Oh, that's awesome. No, I love that leverage. So, um, so does that mean then it sounds to me like you've got your agents being uh, there out in the marketplace telling your story for you?
4: Exactly. And we, it was probably one of the things that we we worked on the most as, as a team, as a leadership group, was how do we tell our story better? Uh, we don't have a massive footprint in the lower mainland. There's only a few offices, and and our region is Canada, which is kind of a big place. So, getting our, getting our story in the marketplace and doing the right things very effectively and cost effectively, not doing not doing advertising, but actually you know going on the community and doing events that they raise awareness, and the way our agents do business. So being known as the the office that the paperwork is really good, and that we're really good to deal with, and that our conveyancing team. I make the joke all the time that I wish we had uh, an administrative Olympics because we've been gold every time because they're awesome, and and that is really what, what helps us build our relationship and our reputation in the marketplace. I think that's that's been key for us right. as far as us telling the story and not being shy about when we have. Like for example, we just had a record month, and we're you know as soon as the official stats are out, we'll we'll, we'll blast that all, all over social media because there's not a lot of offices that are telling that story right now which is,
1: which is right, absolutely yeah. now how i so how are you hitting your numbers uh month in month out i mean what are you what are you doing to make sure you you absolutely hit your numbers particularly in, in the fact like i said you're you're trailblazing for us because your market has shifted dramatically and we're not there yet particularly in the lower 48 so what are you doing to hit your numbers
4: like every crisis is an opportunity for somebody so with uh with the way the market has been, it's allowed us to have more conversations with top producing agents and teams. So um, the, easiest, the easiest way to hit the numbers every month is, is to go recruit a team every month. That fills it up fast. The, and it's, it's something I learned from, from the TL calls is you know, my new battle cry is you don't go to bed until you talk to a capper so you know i i love i love i love i love that's seven days a week so on the weekends if i've if I've had a family day at the end of the night I'm texting one of whatever agents going and say hey, who who do you know who I should be talking to next week uh, so it's 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 just being focused on the value that k w adds to this market and it, you know or you see agents struggling if we're seeing this massive success uh, for our individual agents that that the average agent in the Lower Mainland is not seeing, or in, in any market is not seeing. That's a reason for a conversation. It's Like, what are you guys doing over there that's different? Because my office doesn't feel like this. You guys are laughing and having fun, right. and, and you got this great culture. Um, how how do you do that? Why is not everybody grumpy and crying in the corner? Right? It's it, yep. it, it, it's a massive opportunity. I'd say just l- just leverage it Thank and you. double down.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, and let me ask this uh, this question. Uh, I I love this question because Lucas poses it for every every interview. Um, What has being a team leader uh, in the Kellaway system done for you and your family?
4: It's a great. This is this is the one where I actually had to sit there and pause and think about it. Should be it should be the easy answer. I'd say number one, first and foremost, very very shortly into into the role, uh, we had one of our one of our events in – and. I told every, all of our agents that, uh, you know, for for a long time I, I ran my own company and wasn't happy in what I was doing, uh, worked hard, did well, and, you know, grumpy a lot of the time. And I found that I'd pull up in front of our office and have a smile on my face, and I hadn't done that for years. So, you know, I blamed all our agents for making me happy in, in what I do, which is <laughs> awesome. That's probably the biggest benefit. For me, financially, obviously, the, the role is rewarding. I'm in the process for, for looking at MAPS coaching. Kind of full circle because what I used to do, uh, yep. and, and just being able to play at a higher level, uh, you get to hang out with really smart people. So it raises it raises your awareness, your game, and, and lets you lets you partake in a higher level conversation. And that impacts your business, your life, everything you do. So
1: awesome, awesome. Well, hey Ron, uh, I appreciate you sharing this with us. If you will uh, just hang on put stuff on mute, and then uh, we'll come back and I'll give everybody an opportunity to ask questions of uh, of you and Kenneth. Thank you again. Uh, Kenneth, you're on the line. Yes, sir. Hey, welcome, Hi. mate. Uh, so, Ken- Kenneth Zavella, right, from uh, Houston yep. Metropolitan. So, Kenneth, would you give us a little bit of background on you and your market center?
2: Sure. Uh, i've been with um, k w uh fifteen years uh of five of those years i have been in leadership started out as an a t l for six months then a co t l and i've been the um team leader for two and a half years and we have we just hit, uh surpassed six hundred agents we're at six hundred and eight agents
1: Okay, well, so 608 agents, uh, bigger than most market centers. So um, with that being said, I mean, how many How many do you need to gross every month just because of the size? How many do you need to gross every month just to grow? 23. <laughs> 23. Man, mm-hmm. uh, is that a huge weight on your shoulders or do you, you leverage that out?
2: Yeah. Well, I leverage it out, and it just seems to be it's a habit now, so it's just the norm. Um, nothing to even think about, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just it's just what we have to do. But it's interesting because just kind of going backwards really quickly is that, um, you know, in 2018, you know, we finished out negative – 49 agents, um, kind of just cleaning up people getting out of the business. So I knew, I'm like, okay, there's something that we need to do to change. Um, And so my word for that year, for this year, was focus. And so what are we going to do to focus to make sure that we can grow at a rate to make up for the loss? So it's kind of what we've done this year, which we'll talk about on this call. But, you know, going from negative 49 agents is hard, right? I think a lot of people went through that. And so yep. we're in the plus now um so anyway
1: so what's your what's your net agent count uh, year to date
2: year to date net agent count is plus fifteen um right. so, we went, so you're um, actually
1: to, uh, literally a plus what uh uh what is that sixty five sixty uh, four really if yeah you think about goal, of the year minus forty nine
2: Yep, forty nine plus fifteen yeah sixty four We had a record month in July. We just closed out, and we actually were – we net 22 agents. So we brought in 44, lost 21. I think that's the right – no, 43, lost 21, net 22. So it was a huge month for us, and 11 of those were cappers because we brought on a $60 million team.
1: Okay, well, we're going to talk a little more about that because that is
3: outstanding
1: yeah. uh, in terms of that. Now, uh, you, when you and I talked last week, right, we talked about uh, the agents that you, you lost, right, the negative net that you had was not necessarily mm-hmm. ghosts but people who just basically got out of the business. And uh, and you, you mentioned that you shifted your focus. And what do you shift your focus from to and to?
2: Well, um, here's what we did is, you know, we have all the tools. So, we have a great pipeline and we've got a great appointment tracker and all of that, that it's a Google Sheet. And so, the next step, what I started using was the Growth Goals Worksheet. Um, So, actually, I went to OP um, Fundamentals, interestingly enough, in February um, just to see the mind of an OP, right? So, what I got what I took away from that was the gross goals worksheet. So we, we looked at it. Okay. I'm negative 49 agents. What do we need to, our goal was 36 for the year for net. So what do I need to do every month to make it up? So it was nine. We had to have nine net agents each month. And so it was like, okay, well let's get to work because we know our number. And I think having the gross goals worksheet and also being held accountable to it with everybody recruiting has helped us with the growth, with the growth, because we knew where we needed to go rather than just kind of figuring it out. Absolutely.
1: That's awesome. And, and you moved, uh, you moved away from new agents, haven't you?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, we've actually, so far year to date, we've brought in um, 20 cappers um, and, you know, about 17 less than quarter cappers or quarter cappers, we call them market share. So a total of really, you know, 37 people that are in production and 20 of them are campers, which okay. is about so 530,000.
1: How did you do that? You do that?
2: Uh, a team, it's an entire team. So, what we do is so here's the thing is we kind of what we all do the same thing day in and day out. So, I got with the team that's recruiting, um, which is my ATL, my director of growth, who's also my assistant. Uh, I have an ISA, some calls and also recruits. And then my MCA just started recruiting recently. Um, And so what we do is we sit down weekly and talk about, okay, how many appointments did you go on? What was the conversion like? What worked really well that got you the appointment? And what have you done that has not worked? Because if it's not working, let's not do it. Let's focus on what does work. And I just think with that simple task, it's just held everybody to just getting to the number, and it's been simple to do um by just right. looking at the, the actual number
1: okay and um so it sounds to me that your pipeline is is uh filling up right i mean you're you're having more appointments with market share. would that be an accurate yes. statement?
2: absolutely okay. It's about our our yeah. Our goal was thirty percent. Go
1: ahead. I mean, talk to me about
2: that. Yeah. Well, our goal was thirty percent. I know. You know, we we talk about okay. Well, we want fifty percent market share. So, but it's it's hard to go from like you know maybe five or ten percent market share to fifty. So okay, let's do thirty. Let's commit to thirty so that we can hit that number. And we actually have been hitting it. So that next we go to the fifty percent and then and beyond that. But I think we had to do it in small increments to see the progress, um, so that we could all achieve the goal. Uh, and I'll tell you, Lucas, so okay, what you talked about. It's,
3: hmm?
2: go ahead oh and it's it's just what you talked about um, it's our agents that are doing it they're teeing up everything for us they're giving us the best referrals because we 're in relationships with these folks
1: right um, and now, is the process uh, ha- having that is it is it faster or does it take a little longer? Uh, with that focus, I mean, as opposed to being just new agents versus, uh, experienced market share agents.
2: Market share takes a little longer. Um, it's about, you know, building long-term relationships with those folks. Um, but it's not giving up. I think that what we've, you know, done in the past is the follow-up is like, okay, they're not, they're not answering my call for two, three, four, five, six weeks just keep hounding them and bringing value to them. And they're busy, you know, they're just like us. They're super busy. So we're not that important to them. They don't know they need us. But when we quit following up, that's when we've lost. And so you bug right. them and bug them and bug them until they they show up. Right, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, uh, I, wanna, I wanna come back. You, you, you said you, you
1: grossed 43 agents in July. Um, yeah. So, talk to us about that. What happened in order for you to get 43 this last month?
2: Well, we have a, we had a small independent brokerage across the street from us for over 20 years, um, over 60 million dollars in production, and we've worked on her for several months, actually. Oh, well, I would guess at least six months. She went to a family reunion with us, and it was a it was a hard decision for her to shut her brokerage down and come across the street. However, she knew she needed the technology, the support, the tools for the future, um, not just for her, but for her agents. And so, you know, she she realized the value and command and what she needs to learn for the future. And so that's really what it was. And she had a few young people on her team that were like, yes, we need this. We need this. And so, you know, you you find the influencers in the team to speak to as well as her and who she trusted. And so that's, that's what got us to 43 is they all came over 18 of them last month. And so it was pretty exciting.
1: Well, you know, I have to tell you that uh, the thought went through my head when you told me that number was, Oh my gosh, what sort of strain did that put on the team uh, in the market center onboarding that many people in one month? Uh,
2: You you know what? Oh my gosh. Luckily my team is like amazing. I think everybody thinks they have the best leadership team while I think I'm biased as well. So I think we do. Um, It was, it was actually, we normally do 23 or 24, sometimes 26. So it's just a few extras. Did it take longer? Absolutely. But we also had a plan. So we had, we put together a transition plan. Okay. So what's going to happen six weeks out, five weeks out, four weeks out, three weeks out, two weeks out when they decide to join. And so everybody had a role on what their responsibility was um, to make sure that we got them onboarded and it was smooth. And so that it was a process. Um, so guess what? Now we're ready for more teams because we've got a really great process.
1: Yep, absolutely. Your ceiling has now become your floor. I love that. Um, how are you using training and your training calendar to recruit and retain cappers and producers? What are you doing there?
2: Um, so, I um, always, I call Wendy Gorman and I'm always like, Hey, Wendy, we'll host any regional event here. Just let me know. We'll host it. That's one thing I do because it's a great way to get uh recruits plus my agents to events in the market center. Um, so it's, it's right there the access to that. So we do that. We had career visioning at our office this year. Uh, we also started an icon series last year. So we bring in folks like yourself and, um, Come you know, teach or talk about something for two hours, and it just brings great value to hear from um other people out you know outside of just the Houston market um to speak to our agents. So we actually had three in July so we had Wendy Papazon come and speak um, because we had three expansion teams in our office, and one of them is uh, her team. We had um Jean oh my gosh my my brain's dead uh, the very first Williams agent ever um from austin oh gary gentry he came out. gary gentry lord yeah there we go sorry gary luckily luckily he's not on the call uh gary gentry came out um so and then we had leslie acres the president of blood
1: now you'd mentioned to me that you leverage the expansion teams that come into your office from a training perspective what are you doing there
2: well, just speaking to the rainmaker of the team and just say, hey, you know, this is a great opportunity for you to get in front of my agent and speak and know about you, but also grow the market center. I think you shared earlier that, um, you know, helping teams grow. If somebody's in my market center and they're struggling and they see a Wendy Papazan or a Tim Heil or a Chris Suarez or somebody representing them and they can interview them and they can work on their team and be successful, we're all for that because it also helps with the growth of the market center. And so I kind of share with them, hey, come in. You can, if there's somebody that wants, that is attracted to you that you want to interview, go ahead. Let's do it. We're all in this together.
1: Awesome. Now, you also mentioned to me that you changed up your calendar for your middle and your top people. Uh, can you just talk to that?
2: Yeah, so we, you know, we, we looked at our training calendar, and we were like, yeah, our training calendar does look like all we have are new agents. So we took everything out of it and said, okay, what do we have uh, for our middle and top? And um, so I got with my training director and um, the the rest of the leadership team and said, what can we do? Let's provide value for the middle and the top. So we readjusted the training calendar to make sure that we have great things for them, such as going on a luxury listing presentation, how do you even negotiate repairs? All the stuff they don't get in new agent training that would be beneficial for the middle and the top guys. And so we've started what's called the master's series at our office.
1: Outstanding. Um, now talk to us about uh, technology. I mean, how are you using uh, technology to, to grow your market center?
2: Well, we we went to the team leader uh, and ELT training uh, for command. So my whole leadership team knows it. So what we're doing is we're adding everybody in the command that we meet with as well as my whole leadership team divided up the roster and they added everybody to command and then started sending them landing pages and put them on smart plans. So our current agents are, are, that are still haven't adopted it yet or are getting it from us and inquisitive. And then we're using it for our recruits, actually, because it looks really great uh, to send it out on your behalf. So we're setting up our current agents. We're setting up recruits because it's driving curiosity. And then also using Kelly and showing them SNAP. So we do this during market share appointments as well as after the fact. Um, so it's you're setting pages with their,
1: with their address, so for their, for their yep. home?
2: For their home, mm-hmm. And if we okay. can't find the home address, then, then we just use their office.
1: Okay. And then uh, the smart plans specifically, what are you doing there with smart plans?
2: Well, it's real simple. We put them on a – if it's a agent that we know we're going to cultivate a long-term relationship with them, we put them on the, the 12-month one where you just click it and they get something 12 months. If it's an agent that we want to just attract really quickly, we put them on the quarterly one. And now they've added three or four more. So they have one with a phone conversation. So we just tailor it to who we think what they need to be on. Um, And then we also get it, sent it to ourselves so we know what's going, getting sent out as well. Right. That's why it's super uh, important to go into command because it's changing every day. It really is.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a robust uh, deal now. It changes so quickly. So, uh, Talk to me about your mindset around the growth. Uh, you, you mentioned to me about uh, never being comfortable. Talk to me about that. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it's a, you know running a huge market center takes a, a lot of work. So my word for the year actually was focus. And it was like, what are we going to do to focus on this? And just having the right mindset that we can do it. And you have to have the whole leadership team on board. And they are.
1: Okay. Um, now I, I know this is, uh, and I, I feel like this actually applies to us because we are looking at growth and growth is also retention. So you mentioned you have 170 people in your coaching program.
2: Yes, we do. Mhm.
1: Okay. Wow. So talk, talk to us a little bit about that. What are you, what are you guys doing there?
2: So we, we know that we're still going to be an attractor for new agents. So, um, what we've done is my coaching uh my productivity coach has gone from just himself as coaching to a second coach and then to dual career coaches so as it's like a miniature market center right so we've got to have accessible yep. people to help those people there cuz here's what here's what we know our top agent started out as dual career agents. so we have two dual career coaches to help those people because they're professionals that are either engineers or teachers or something that want to get out of the field they're in, and so we have the coaching yep. around that. So that's potential future tappers.
1: Love that. Now you mentioned that you're attracting uh, new young talent.
2: Yeah.
3: To the company, what does that what look
2: I, like? It's interesting because we can just see kind of the change in the market center of of age, right? Uh, operator pardon the interruption may I verify your name and region for the call today jeffrey dusan from gulf states then they realized no i really don't want to do that and we've got those folks in our office that are young that are actually attracting those people so when we do go to the real estate school they see the young energy and the young people which is an attractor for us and so we're getting these young people that are actually um they're young professionals, you know, they, they have a college degree and it's really cool to see that. We even have a, a, a couple scientists uh, that have joined us in recently, which is really fun and interesting. They're smart.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That's awesome. All right. So I'm going to ask you this question as well. I mean, what has being a team leader done for you and your family?
2: Mal. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, I just, Keller Williams has just changed my life more than I ever thought I would. When I joined 15 years ago, um, I had no idea I'd be in the position I am to, you know, today, just and doing what I love. You know, um, this company has poured into me to grow as an individual. I surround myself with great people. I have an awesome OP, which is also a regional director, Bruce King. So that's very helpful. Um, and you know, he believed in me, so that's amazing. And you know, I can't do it without my leadership team. My, I mean. They are all in and all committed. And if you have to help them get what they want because you'll get what you want. And so I am always help want the growth for them because uh, that's important to me as well. And I do this because I have a family. I have a young child. He's three and a half. And uh, I get to spend more time with him and um, building a new house. So it's super exciting. Um, it's fun. I'm actually on vacation right now, so I'm in Destin, Florida. So if there's any Destin, Florida uh, – <laughs> Does any dust in Florida, uh, have a good deal on the beach? Let me know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, oh, and here the great thing is that um, they're at, we're actually opening a new Keller Williams uh, in Houston downtown, and I'm the OP of that one. So that's, I mean, this yeah. is what Keller Williams has done for me. That's
1: awesome. Well, I tell you what, uh, I want to open up the lines uh, so stay on, and, and Ron, if you'd un- unmute yourself. So guys, I mean. These team leaders have done an outstanding job in growing their market centers, huge and in in spite of the market. So what what questions do you have for them? Well, this must be the OP call, I guess. (laughs) So does anybody have any questions for Ron and Kenneth? Can you hear me? Yes, we can.
0: Hey, uh, Kenneth, this is Carol Combs. Could you elaborate? Hi, Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Could you elaborate a little bit more for us the structure of your recruiting team and specifically how their individual uh, recruiting goals are wrapped into the expectations? Just give us a little more info.
2: Yes, absolutely. So um, so I have myself, I have my ATL, and my director of growth. And I, I, I say everything above that is gravy, if that makes any sense. So my MCA is recruiting, my ISA is recruiting, and our productivity coach, we're starting to recruit. So my assistant team leader it's 10 appointments a month. Um, my director of growth is eight appointments. A month, I mean a week. I'm sorry, (laughs) ten a week and eight a week. So it's eighteen. So what we do is, Carol, I break it down week by week, Uh and then when I do my month, I have month monthly. I mean weekly Monday accountability meetings, and so we just talk about, hey, I know we're supposed to have ten appointments or eight appointments or five appointments or six. Where are we at with that? What does that look like? How can I help you? Um, What worked? What didn't work? So I break it down and then support them in how can I help you. And then I learn what, what they're doing for the recruiting that works and doesn't work. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, no, that, I love that. Now, tell me this. Uh, what are your expectations on your ISA?
2: So my ISA is interesting. She was uh, my assistant uh, several years ago, I had a baby. She works from home. So she gets paid on the appointments she makes uh, per appointment, whether it's new, a market share, it's different. Um, okay. so she knows what our goals are because she's part of this accountability process. So it's like, Hey, we need to make sure that we're getting these appointments. So she's super proactive about it because she's part of our team. So she, she and, our, you know, our recruiting people are always like, I need more appointments or target these people. So we're all kind of actively, yeah. um, in communication.
0: And then also, who on your team is responsible for the new agent recruiting?
2: That's my uh, director of growth. Okay. My MCA, and then any in the productivity coach. Okay. My ATL will do them too. Is what if we don't have enough market share that month, then she'll do them right. too. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, and then, are you bonusing all these team members based on? Uh, Who they actually sign up, or or how are you structuring their compensation?
2: Just one of them. My director of growth gets compensated on um, people that she she actually converts. Okay. Everybody else is just on regular bonus. Okay.
0: Cool. Thanks, Kenneth. Appreciate it, and congratulations.
2: Thank you. Awesome. Thanks,
1: Carol. Uh,
3: Anybody else? Yes, this is Paul Lott. Hey, Paul. Can you hear me okay? Hey there. Yes, I can. So, the, you know,
1: the
2: question I have is, what did you have to make any significant changes to your leadership team um, when you first implemented the strategy that you're using now, which is kind of a collective,
1: uh, you know, collective uh, weekly goals for each leadership member? And did you also, you know what steps did you take to establish the new standards
2: there? Um, I think we didn't really adjust any roles uh, per se. I think we just adjusted the activities um, and the accountability on a weekly basis. So I say I would really just say, utilizing the growth goals worksheet. Um, and then just breaking it down, knowing what we need to get to the number, and holding them accountable to that number. Um, so it's, I think we find it pretty simple um, because we know we're, we were so far behind, 49 in the hole, um, that, but it's all the same people, um, but it, it's changed over the last you know, two and a half years where my, I didn't have an ISA, right? So my assistant became an ISA and then my Mm -hmm. old agent services became my assistant and my assistant also recruits. So. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. And And we're also, which I didn't even talk about really quickly was I have an agent, a small, small, small core agent group that also is allowed to recruit. And we're growing that for the, for the, for the rest of the year for market share.
4: If I can jump in on that, we had a major mind shift uh... in our market center uh... My, my maps coach accused me of wearing a superhero cape and trying to do all myself the day that you know you gotta get out of your own way and let your let your people do what they're really good at and focus on the growth and get everybody on board um, remember our, our first month where we we really started to apply the growth initiative and and hit our growth goals we almost had a mass exodus because it was such a different way of doing business and we were not prepared system-wise to do it so it's been organic all the way through and it really does take that day-to-day conversation to make sure you've got the right people on the boat and that they're all they're all willing to play at a high level.
1: Awesome. Thank you. All right guys, uh, we've hit our uh, we've hit our hour, but um are you guys okay if we uh, we have uh Kenneth and Ron share their stories with your team leaders? You bet sir. All right, guys. Hey, um, thank you. Thank you for being on the call. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Kenneth. And, uh, guys, have a great week, and we'll look forward to having Lucas back next week. Have a good one.
3: Bye now. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Bye.